When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you're thinking about heading back to school, you're not just a student. You're a student and a parent, a student and a caregiver, a student and an employee, often all at the same time. So you need a school that can support all those ands, a school to help offer the confidence that, yes, this is hard, but it's totally possible. National University is here to support the whole you, career, family, finances, and even mental health. National University. Learn more at nu.edu. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, that is Jest Fest that I'll be appearing at this May Bank Holiday weekend with Al Porter, Dave McSavage, Andrew Maxwell and loads of street theatre and lots of other up-and-coming comedians and the Dublin Improv Comedy Group. Uh, It should be fun. So uh, welcome to episode eight of Padaruni. Uh, so, interesting week. I had a gig down in Ballincollig in County Cork with Paul Tylek, and we decided we were going to rent a car to go uh, down and back. And I booked a car online with a uh, Europe car, and I went in the next day to uh, collect the car. And the credit card I used to book it, I didn't have a PIN number. I don't have a PIN number because I. I'm afraid of using it when I'm drunk or something and using, getting thousands of euros out for some bizarre reason. Um, and But I've rented cars uh, before without the PIN number. I, I used the card before in hotels without the PIN number. But I arrived and I said, look, I don't have a PIN number for the credit card. Is, is that okay? And they said, oh, no, 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 you can't. Uh, we won't be able to rent you a car. We can't, we can't. Um, do anything without the pin number and i said well okay whatever uh paul has a car so yeah we can drive down that car so we'll, we'll just leave it then okay we'll use our car and as an afterthought i was just leaving and uh, i was about to go and i said uh, so you'll refund the payment on my credit card and and she said uh, no 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 we can't do that just like just like that just like that she says oh no we can't do that like, that's reasonable. It's reasonable to say, you know, we, we can't rent you a car because you don't have the PIN number for your credit card. But we will keep the €80 Euro that you already paid with the same credit card. The same credit card that we don't trust because you don't have a PIN number. Uh, and I said, ah, fuck that. That's bollocks. And then the metaphorical shutters went down. Uh, I used bad language. And she's like, I find your language offensive and inappropriate, she said. Now, I didn't curse her. I just said... Now, that is bollocks. That is bollocks. Not your bollocks. It's bollocks. Because it was bollocks. And how is it inappropriate to use bad language when you're angry? As opposed to just using it in the normal run of events. Surely the best time to use bad language is when something like that happens. Oh, come on, that's bollocks. You know, it would have been more inappropriate to arrive at the car rental to pick up my uh, car and say... Hey, I'm here to pick up my fucking car. Fuck it, I'll, I'll rent the biggest car you have. And don't bother me with any bollocks. I just want a fucking car. And I'll fucking pay top dollar. Okay, fuckface? That would have been inappropriate. That was inappropriate. So, 
well, look, you know, you use bad language, suddenly people go, oh, excuse me, mm, I've never heard this before in my life. I mean, I use similar language on stage. People pay in to see me use, not to see me use that language, but they hear it and they don't get so offended. But anyway, look, a day, uh, a day later, I called Eurocar and uh, or Europe cars or whatever and customer service and uh, I got my money refunded by a very nice accommodating lady who was just so nice and normal and didn't once say those awful words oh company policy didn't say that once just realised it was uh, it was a mistake and she just gave me money back so and um, last night I brought my daughter to see Madame Butterfly at Board Gosh Theatre. And this is all my second, only my second time at an opera. But I really enjoyed it. It was good. And I think my da- daughter did too. I just I just wanted to bring her for her birthday. Uh, or, or I bought the tickets for her birthday quite a while ago. But I uh, just wanted a special night. One that we, uh, we both remember. And it was really good and amazing. And that's my, my second opera, and I've been to some classical music as well in the National Concert Hall. Um, and I just realised every time you go to a recital or to an opera, uh, the amount of applause at the end is incredible. It, it goes on for so long. You're applauding for so long, you, your arms actually ache. And it's like every single time. And there's never, ever a time that you go to see an orchestra or an opera when the audience go, yeah, that that was okay. That wasn't a great one. That, that yeah, and they just applaud a little bit. No, it's it's always fucking amazing. It's always like stand in ovation and applaud for about you know five minutes, six minutes. That's a long time applauding. There's never a bad opera or a bad um, uh, f- a night of classical music. There's no one. There's never a night where we go, yeah, they weren't really on 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 form tonight uh, yeah we'll just applaud for for one minute I mean like at anything else you go see a band you go see a comedian there's good nights and there's bad nights so you're not going to get a stand ovation every night if ever but uh, apparently at uh, classical and opera well, well, well it was a good night I don't want to put it down so it was a good night it was a good night okay well uh, this week's episode is uh, is 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 uh, an interview with Dave McSavage pretty intense interview this is I hope you enjoy it Recording, David. We're recording now. The interview has started. Okay, David. Uh, good to see you. Thanks for coming up. The last time I saw you, I was doing a part in uh, which uh, which was in your a pilot for a, your. Oh, poor uh, me in the bastards. Poor me in the bastards. Yes. Uh, a part called J- Jake Duty, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. Now I won't be. Yeah, mm. I wasn't suitable. But who? Like, tell me what Jake Duty is based on. David O'Doherty, isn't it? Yes. Sorry. And, Excuse me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He's based partly on David O'Doherty and mm. people like him. Uh, I think Andrew Maxwell, uh, the comedian, uh, yeah. described there's a type of people and they're called the Chocolate Milk Brigade. Yeah. And their leader would be people like David O'Doherty and Daniel Kitson. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Describe them. They're too cool for school and yeah. uh, they give the impression, like, e- their clothing even. Mm. Uh, 
they sort of try very hard to look like they haven't tried very hard. <laughs> and uh, our David would be the sort of guy, if I went to school with him, he'd pre pretend that he hadn't studied incredibly hard and sweated, and, and which, is, which is a great gift to have. I, n I couldn't, I have whatever issues, but, uh, you know, and then he'd get straight A's and his leaving, and he'd go, how did that happen? <laughs> because you worked really, really hard, David. And so uh, I do uh, respect David O'Doherty very much and Daniel Kitson in terms of how good they are, and, 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 uh, but they're, they're not my stuff. Well, no, Kitson, I do enjoy Daniel Kitson's humour, but, you know, comedy covers the spectrum. And Some people like Mrs. Brown's boys, I, I, and yeah. and uh, you know, yeah. uh, and you can't you can't sort of say to them, no, that's not funny, that's not funny. You yeah. shouldn't be laughing at that because, you know, a lot of people work hard all the, day. You can't come say home. to the audience, you can't stand up in the middle of a David's already gig and go, excuse me, no. that is not funny. Yeah, that is not funny. That's <laughs> contrived. That, that's affected. That's not real. That's you know that sort of postmodern thing he does, which is slightly to the left of you know kind of. He's not saying fuck you, but he is saying fuck you, but with a kind of woolly way, and there's something disingenuous about it that annoys the shit out of me. Now, I, I said this in an interview recently with mm. I think Stuart Goldsmith, and I said something like. I said something a bit OTT, and uh, David obviously heard it and was upset, which is Has David contacted you? He did contact me, and he and said that he our say? friendship was over. But did I said, you we have didn't. a friendship? No. I mean, like, like, I mean, would you say we, we don't hang out, you and me? Me and you? No. 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 Because you're I mean, too... <laughs> no, but, uh, you would destroy of, my... No, no. I would have no... You'd destroy me. <laughs> no, but in terms of friendship, <laughs> like I, I would be Who friendly, are your friends? Fr in comedy, it's John Cleary and Pat McDonald. Mm. They, they'd be friends that I hang out with. Well, John Cleary especially. Um, How about you? Who would be your friends? If you Patrick McDonald, Paul you hang out with and Paul Tyler. But I don't... Not really, but yeah. I would... We don't I, hang out. As we get older, you don't really... But that's because... That's kind of sad, isn't it? Uh, I would like to be doing that, but I live out in Meath. I've got two kids. They're nearly grown up now, yeah. so maybe when, when they're grown up, I'll start going actually out to meet people for a drink. What I do is I do a lot but of then you too, then Patrick. you'll just get... Sorry? I do a lot of gigs with Patrick, so we have a lot of chats on the in the mm. car on the way to gigs and after gigs, and we get on well. We get on well. It's not, so it's not like I'm doing I'm doing a gig with someone else. But there's something. Is yeah. there something sad about people of our age? Like we're heading into our fifties. You're, mm. you're you're in there. Like I'm heading into fifty. I'm in my fiftieth year. I'm I'm forty nine. Mm. Forty nine, and uh, like the idea of like going to bars at fifty five. Yeah. To try and. Like, you know, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not. Uh, but maybe that's just a bar ages. person anyway. I don't. That's not yeah. something. I, well, I do because I'm working. I'm in bars all the time. But to actually, yeah. just go for a pint wouldn't wouldn't really float my boat. Yes. So what, get back to da so has David has uh, been aware because he, you asked me to do that part because the original actor dropped out because he David kind of got angry with him. He was a friend of David. He was a friend of David's. Yeah, yeah. and so he didn't. So so. Uh, yeah, I think he, uh, the guy who was playing it originally knew that it was sort of based around David O'Doherty. Mm. And then, yeah, I don't think David asked him to not play it. I think yeah. the guy was quite loyal mm. or a, a good friend to David and, and, and he, he thought it was. But listen, it's, uh, uh, you mm. know, I, I don't write from imagination. 
I tend to write about you know the experiences I've had in my life and and uh, you know yeah. get, getting back at things or writing wrongs that I see and whereas I just did a play written by Martin McDonough and he said that writers who only write from their own experience lack imagination but I don't think that's true mm. I think writers who who uh, don't write from their own experience lack courage I agree with you uh, because I th- uh, look, we we find we are we are in comedy, so we know the difference between the person on stage and what they're like off stage. So the mm. audience don't know that. Right. As far as they're concerned, David Doherty is that person. Yeah. We know he's he's not. Yes. Or other people like. Yeah. But then again, um, you see. Then again, like um, uh, you know, if he wants to, whatever he wants to do, it's it's he's well. It's also in, it, it, I'm also entitled to express an opinion on it. Exactly on on him and and it doesn't. I mean, I do, I I do accept he's a, a very clever and smart. I mean, w- 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 some of the stuff he does, some of the songs are are, are genuinely brilliant. Oh yeah, he's but very talented. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's not. I I don't have. It's not my thing. Mm-hmm. And you're. It doesn't. Your, it doesn't. It doesn't make. You know. You're within your rights to to say it's not your thing. It's like saying, yeah. There's but some, it, there's some there comedians that make... personal, though? He obviously thinks there's something... Per- is there something personal? Well, I suppose it, go, it goes... It, it, well, it's a good way to describe it, the, the school metaphor. You know, when I first started going to Edinburgh, they were the, the sort of... The chocolate milk brigaders, they sort of kept to themselves, that, that style of comedy. The Daniel Kitsons, the David... I can't remember all the other guys within mm. that crew... Um, I, yeah, I can't remember because um, it's quite a long time. Ago uh, Adam now. Hills was in around. No, that. yeah, he he doesn't know. He 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 he's not in the cho- chocolate. No, but brigade. he does a style of comedy where it's all very happy. Yeah, that does yeah. my head in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah. Again, but but it works well. He, he translates well onto. T- but he has that sort of voice where it's always smiling. It sounds like he's smiling all the time. And he's so delighted about everything he sees. Did you notice the way the trees change colour in autumn? It's, it's, you know, and that upsets me. <laughs> and then I'm upset about feeling upset about him. Like, I feel bad. Like, why do I really fucking hate these guys yeah. a bit? It's like, I was watching that. Have you seen that ad recently? Uh, is it Trivago or Trip, 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 Trip? Trip lightly, or some 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 uh, 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 some website that you can book your holiday holidays on. And there's this couple, and they're both in these matching white dressing gowns, and they're in the hotel room, and they're br- brushing their teeth. And then it cuts to this bearded hipster, the same guy, but they're walking down a corridor, and he's holding his girlfriend in in his arms. Oh and yes, I, yeah, I, yes, I, yes. I mean, like she's I booked look, a hotel. For I, yeah, he's yeah. she's booked a hotel. I literally. I can't tell you how angry that ad makes me. I, I, I actually had a fantasy last night. If I was a billionaire, like I'd, I'd, you know, employ a team of people to find out everyone who was involved in that ad, Why down to the that? copywriters, okay. the sound man, the cameraman, the actors, and just slowly ruin their lives. Why? Why does it make you? Is it because of like hipster kind of vibe? It's the hipster. Well, it's 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 so kind of insipid. You know, mm. she books. You know, they've got this relationship, and he's got the, he's got the perfect beard. You know, mm. compensating for his lack of 
manliness. So he creates this, like, I look like I've been out in the woods chopping trees mm. and jumping on trains like I'm a beatnik. You're not a beatnik. Mm. You're middle class. You've, you've got a great degree and great uh, opportunities uh, in your career. And she's, you know, and it's just so wet. And, and, she, and they're there, like, you know, obviously they're trying to send the signal. They've just had sex. And they're brushing the, No, no, they wouldn't. If they're brushing their teeth, they're just about to have sex. They're, he's just about to... And then this... The, that she's so disabled, she can't walk on her own uh, strength. So he has to... So, so either she's really drunk or she's just got MS or something. Or she's just a, sp- a retard. Well, that would have been great if, if, she, if, if she was. What? Yeah. Disabled, possibly. But, um, no, but, but I just... The, <clears throat> and him, you know, he's... Oh, I just want to get a JCB and destroy them. I think I think if you, if you, if you don't if you don't have the, that kind of anger or annoyance uh, that type of if you don't find that ad mm. incredibly annoying mm. uh, then uh, there's something wrong with you. Well, this is what I like about you is that you do have uh, you're angry about stuff. And I do think that the basis of comedy is anger or frustration about life, and yeah. that you're right. The milk chocolate brigade kind of deny that it's kind of everything's great, but yeah. you know, but no, they do they do know. do anger, but they do it in mm. in a way that's. Um, they instead of saying, you know, like let, let's say uh, uh, telly sales. They, instead of saying "fuck you, telly sale people," they're going, "Hey, damn you!" Oh, they do yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you know, like, oh no, you lo-. like, <laughs> you know, le- you know, how are you going to? That's st- quite Alan Partridge. It's like, oh, telly sales. You know, yeah. you know yeah. oh, hey, Mister Hitler, no, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey, oh, no, don't think so. You crossed the line. Not oh, cool, not, not cool, cool, dude. Oh, no way. <laughs> Too mad. But, um, okay. yeah, no, okay. that, that particular ad, I swear mm. to God, mm. I, I, I see it and, and I react like, bah, bah, like I get, mm. but now if I was explaining that yeah. to my sister, Mary. Oh, sorry, I've just this, discovered my mic technique. <laughs> Was, my sister Mary very good. It's good that to my sister Mary she'd say oh shut up can't we just leave people alone can we just be friendly and all live mm. in the forest and all yeah, 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 yeah. okay listen yeah, Dave, yeah, Dave, yeah. Dave, Dave, Dave the first <laughs> yeah, time yeah. I uh, was aware of you was uh, a newspaper article that said an Irish busker was arrested in Edinburgh oh, yeah. for using bad language was it yes what it happened means, there yeah I was, I was, I was there, there was a what was I? I, I was doing a street show. I was mm. promoting a uh, comedy show I was doing in in the Fringe, mm. and this or oh, somebody I think somebody went to the cops and, and said, "There's a man up on the Royal Mail, and he used the word penis, and I have a child mm. here." And so the cop comes up, mm. who's obviously sick to his back teeth with all these performers coming up to his city, and he's absent. Really? Did he? All right. I'll go. I'll sort that out. Don't you worry. No, all right, love. I'll write, be right up there. Hey, mate, did you just use the word penis? You know, and I, and I had Mike on me at the time. Mm. I said, yeah, I said the word penis. Said, oh, you just said it again. I said, yeah, because you said, you know, anyway, you arrested me, so I was held for a, a two hours or something. Right. But I think my father was minister at the time. That's in, why the story in, made the papers. That's why the story made the papers. The, the, the thanks, Joe, for just you know clarifying. I just remember why? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just an Irish busker. It, no, it was just an Irish busker. So my father was. Uh, I think he was minister for justice, right? Probably, which was, which is ironic. And uh, of course, ministers. You know, a, a slow news day. Minister's son yeah. arrested for saying penis. Yeah. Uh, yet again, embarrassing my father. <laughs> so, how? Where did you grow up, uh, anyway? Dave? 
Like, like, wh- 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 how does it? Hi, you're live with you're Joe live. Rooney. Live you know, interviewing. Where, 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 so tell us yeah. about where you grew up, Dave. <laughs> uh, I grew up in a lovely middle class road mm. called Oakley Grove in, mm. in, in off Carysford Avenue mm. in a lovely cul de sac. Uh, it was a very, I had a very good child. And how many kids? I was the eldest siblings? of five children so you were the uh, eldest uh, my young my brother Barry he's now head of goal the so charity you imagine, yeah you can imagine how uh, proud my parents are of him mm-hmm. yes no Barry is now he's head of goal so he is and what's David doing hey we don't know he's joking around in dark <laughs> clubs uh, he's not well he's very angry we but, don't know why but did you always have the anger you know what I mean <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Were you but always, no, were you no, always no, the way we're well, well, okay, No, it, anyway, here we go. I think anger is a great emotion mm-hmm. and fear and things like that because they do motivate oh, you yeah, to do yeah, things. Yeah. And I think, like, actually, I was doing an interview with Ray Darcy there recently. Yeah. And he was saying, you know, God, are you not tired from being angry all the time? But I reckon Ray Darcy is very angry. Mm-hmm. And but he wouldn't. He doesn't. He doesn't show it. He kind of smile. He you know people can be very passive aggressive and angry, but they smile at you. Mm-hmm. Like here's here's a classic example of somebody who's very angry. Two days ago, I walked into a bike shop in uh, somewhere, and uh, I, I I went in with a rusty lock for my bike, and I said, "Could you put a few drops of WD forty or oil?" And he looks at me and he says, um, "I'll sell you a can of oil." I said, yeah, but can I just, I don't want to buy it because it's only just a little rusty lock. I said, no, I mean, this is a shop. We need to make money here. And then I thought he was taking the piss. Mm. And I'm going, are you being serious? Are you real? But he was smiling all the way, all, all the way. And obviously very angry, but I didn't tune into it immediately. And then I said to him, uh, God, you got some balls on you. I mean, being this rude to somebody that you don't know. I said, excuse me, you didn't buy that bike here, did you? They didn't have a Dublin accent. I'm putting on the Dublin accent to embellish it. Oh, yeah. yeah, you didn't buy that bike here, did you? So uh, why should I, you know, provide you with any kind of? And uh, then I looked at him, and I said, "Why are you being such a dick?" And I said it exactly like that. Mm. And of course, he was like, "Get the fucking, get the fuck out of the fucking job, jump in your fucking bike, fuck off," you know. So the anger, it's certainly with the Irish people, the anger is. <laughs> Just underneath the surface, but up until the point he showed me his true self, he was doing the big smiling thing. You know what I mean? You know the you know the happy dub thing. You know, yeah. I know, it's all my job with you. It's only kicking the ass. You know, I was only having a laugh. <laughs> you know, you're not funny. You're not having a laugh. They're not happy. They're very angry. But it's all like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to sell you. I'll sell you a can of oil. You know, mm. even though he wasn't. Yeah, no, no. Anger is an energy, as Johnny Rotten said. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah no, but it, but it's it's to, to a lot of people... But it's a good thing to express. It is a good thing to express mm-hmm. if you have an outlet for it. Obviously, and the if, idea if, if, if you, you know, within a working environment, I mean, that's the thing. We can kind of indulge these feelings, certainly as comedians, because we're just one person. We're on stage. And people kind of like seeing ex- expressions of anger, you know, mm-hmm. observing it. It's a safe, you know, they're in the audience. But obviously, if you're working with people, certainly... Uh, you know, I, I just finished a play. Uh, you, you, you know, working with people, working with people as opposed to you know solo like we normally do is is much more difficult. So you do have to curb or mm. figure out a way how to be strategic or whatever. So you can't. But then, if the anger mm. is justified, you know, and then there's different levels. Of mm. it, so, yeah, but going back to the relationship with the father, is that is mm. that uh, are you considered you know mm. disappointment in the family? Yeah, yeah. Are you? 
Ah, yeah, Jesus. Well, I was when I was growing. I did feel very much like that when I was growing up. Like uh, that, uh, you know. Well, and he was. I was a disappointment. I mean, he couldn't hide it. I mean, he, he'd say, you know. Well, what uh, does he want you to be? Well, you know. I mean, it's it's like he wanted me to be kind of like a Richard Harris kind of figure. I would say my dad. I mean, subconsciously, but I probably wouldn't. Ever, you know, oh, you, I thought you were going to say like a politician, a or politician a or a rugby or player, you know, Harris, you, you know, a, a rugby player, oh, yeah, and, and 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 uh, you know, a really good academic, and uh, but I was none of those things, and so he didn't recognise any good qualities in me, really. But I didn't really, uh, I didn't really show any, you know, um, uh, I had no interest in uh, rugby. And I wasn't an academic. And at school, were you, just, were I, you that... Uh, I just wanted to mess and play. And, mm. I, you know, I had no concentration. So, so and he, he came from, you know, like... A, he came from a, a relatively, str- you know, strict background. His dad was Todd Andrews, who was a very kind of intellectual and hard type of character. And... Uh, well, having said that, my, my father is very sensitive. But, you know, like most Irishmen, they cover it up with... Uh, all different various strategies mm-hmm. and so on, mm-hmm. but um, but then you get to the point where, and that, that's why actually I, I needed to get out of Ireland as soon as possible. So I left. So uh, like when you I didn't you didn't go to college then? I didn't did go to university. No. Yeah. So y- y- did you start busking from day one? I mean, you no, I started busking. Uh, uh, where where did I you go? When I, you left I, Ireland? I, w- I went. Uh, oh, I travelled around various places, but I fetched up in Tokyo. Um, because when I was I was in Sydney, Australia for a while, and doing what uh, I I went over there to try and get work, but uh, I had a few bad experiences, you know, just getting right. into trouble. Well, just you know, I, I was kicked out of a a B and B because I drank some Australian guy's milk or something. <laughs> You know, you go, ah, yeah, and he's, he lost his fucking mind. What the fucking hell? And his girlfriend went, get the fuck out of here. And look, so just on that one experience, I hate Australia. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> you know you're, you're, when you're young. And then later that day, I met two Japanese women, and they were so nice and polite and sweet. I thought, shit, I want to go to Japan. So that's, you know. It's that so kind. what, you just got on a plane? So, so, so no, I went to, I think I went back to Ireland, and then I went, to, I can't remember. Or maybe I went to New York. I can't remember the timeline now, but... Um, but what were you living off? Well, just, you know, casual jobs and just mm. saving up money for plane tickets. And what was it like in Tokyo? What did you do there? Uh, I, w- I, I, I taught English for a month or two months and kept on getting fired uh, from, from the jobs. And uh, then I started busking in underground stations, you know, just with a guitar. Didn't what? Just, uh, didn't, didn't just, just playing covers and, mm. uh, you know, Beatles, Bob Dylan. And, uh, and did you learn to play guitar when you were young? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, Why I did, did you pick up the guitar? What? Why were you into music? Or? Because I was into music. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. No. It's just okay. You, you know the way you've to, when you've to, yeah. I don't mind. To, I, I love talking about myself. Mm. But uh, but it's it's yeah. I was I was I was in a, a band when I was what seventeen or eighteen. Oh. Uh, so um, yeah. So in so, Tokyo you started busking. So Tokyo started busking. Yeah. Yeah. And but but the whole the the, the father son thing. I mean, it's a classic. Irish father-son relationship between me and my dad like uh, I mean for many years you know from the age of 15 till till I left home um, I mean there was no real communication no dialogue no real relationship but I remember uh, when I was I think I was 21 and I was heading off to New York and uh, my mother was gonna was gonna drive me to Shannon airport and uh, 
like um so i you know and dad was there and you know the time for him to say goodbye was drawing near and we could both feel ourselves getting more and more agitated because you know it, it, it's it's like obviously there's there's love between a father and a son and it, but it hadn't had really any expression for years and years but now was the time that he had to say goodbye and you know who knows what's going to happen in, in the states you know mm. how long i'm going to go for but uh you know just as i'm saying goodbye there was just this fucking look that you know like you could see just in, it was only a nanosecond but it was like i haven't ever you know i haven't been able to talk to you for years and i love you and i can't say it and i'd do anything for you and it was just just a, just a little kind of look between us and i mean you try and try to explain that to buddhists or you know these fucking gurus who tell you about how to live your life they wouldn't that's our version mm. of enlightenment it's like the, a whole lifetime of unexpressed love contained in a tiny look oh no it's weird actually because you know what i mean that's that's irish that's our form of uh, that's yeah. our form of something i mean you can't discount i mean yeah we are dysfunctional and we're not able to you know we're, we're a bit backward emotionally or whatever but oh. there's a, there's also oh. good fucking stuff in there too actually oh. why am i getting angry what's now what's the good stuff how am i defending what, what's the good stuff yeah well uh we're you know sensitive and creative mm. Mm. and angry yeah. and alcoholic <laughs> that's the good stuff <laughs> no i mean i've had the never had a hug around no father can we talk about me for i know a bit, i know but, but i love that i love that <laughs> look uh, i've never had <clears throat> i've no, never had a hug no but i remember but it is true one Joe. time after a few drinks was that my uh, sister's wedding yeah and we had to get <clears> out of our wedding any clothes and get into normal clothes to feel or something like that I was changing anyway in the same room as my father and I just had a few drinks and I said oh, you know we never hugged or something like that I don't yeah. know and he went he went Marsha you're always off in your own little world and that was it that was the closest we ever got to yeah uh, yeah yeah uh, really talk about anything like that emotions I know. or anything like I know <laughs> but you see the thing is you know it's not that the emotions aren't there they mm. are but if they're never kind of well I would say used or acknowledged or expressed it's sort of it's like use it or lose it they kind of they're there but they're so impacted or pushed mm. away mm. that uh, but then you know I mean the opposite is you're just you know spraying out your emotions all the time it's, it, it can be too much but so there has to be a balance mm. but yeah it's interesting that you remember that moment and was it a nice moment no, it was. It wasn't. It, it was a, a my reaching out, a very awkward and a, yeah. a, a, kind of just a rebuffal. You know what I mean? Or uh, he wasn't able to deal with it. He wasn't able to deal. But with but it. but did you sense any kind of like you're off in your own little world? Was it said in a kind of nice way? Like kind of I I, I love you, but you're in your own world and I don't know how to interact with you. Or was it just like I embarrassed him? I embarrassed him. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't know how to do. It. Now that I'm this age, I can understand how he didn't do it because I been in that situation no you, not did, with my son I mean my son did you feel did you feel great the, relationship did you feel at times though like not through his words but through his actions that yeah, he loved you yeah yeah ah, well, yeah absolutely the, you know, absolutely yeah. yeah yeah he was good man mm. yeah uh, so, so so it does all these things uh, you know motive I mean certainly for me uh, like I, I do Especially when I was younger, I'm more aware of it now. But but I do have this compulsion to get attention, and you know, mm. I wonder where is that from because it's very very strong. And 
like I would want you know the worst thing you could do to me is ignore me kind of thing mm -hmm. and so I've often heard people say God you, you, are you not worried like that people think you're an asshole <laughs> are you not worried that people hate you and all that and I'd be more worried that they didn't know I existed yeah. if you know what I mean so yeah. if I, I, I've noticed myself in company like I'm meeting new people and, and if I'm not being paid attention to or acknowledged I, I do I have to say something or whatever yeah. and m my desire to uh, for for them to acknowledge me or be aware of my existence and in that way validate me is greater than my worry about them thinking that I'm an asshole. Yeah. Well, I noticed that. So I have that been very in your company yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. At, uh, yeah. say when we're over in Moscow and hanging around with you was like being mm. a little satellite <laughs> hanging around <laughs> hanging around the sun or something you're just constantly looking for attention and, yeah, and, yeah. and, and uh, but it can be it can be but it can be very tiring. Uh, and uh, and also in in actual uh, you know relationships it's a bit of a disaster yeah so and um, so <laughs> okay then so, but uh, but I'm actually uh, I'm you know have you been through uh, you've done the old therapy thing haven't you like, yeah I, I was I married to, I was I've married to Elvis some. Costello for fifteen years <laughs> and I don't want to talk about it I will just say that Elvis is his great he has a really big penis if no one has listened to the culture weird and <laughs> they, it, it, they won't know what we're talking about oh here. right so. Okay. Can okay. I even can I even refer to the fact that she did an interview with Culture Reardon? Of course, who was can. married to Elvis Costello. Yeah, but she didn't talk she, about she, her. Well, when I got to the, the that, that subject, she, I didn't realize she was married to him for fifteen years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been uh, married. I was married. Well, yes. it's technically, I am still married, but uh, I've been separated from Hannah for five or six years. She's Polish. I was married for uh, eighteen well, years. Did you meet her on your travels? I did. I met her in uh, in Amsterdam. Oh. I met her in Amsterdam and I was sitting, I, I was, at the time I was working with this guy called Lindsay Buckland who was a hammer dulcimer player. He's over in Australia. He's this little guy and he's got long hair and he plays this weird instrument and I was selling his CDs and we were sitting at a cafe and then there was this woman standing outside this Italian restaurant trying to get people to come in and eat. Mm. And I was saying, you go over and talk to her. No, you go over and talk to her. So I walked up the street and then walked back so that she would stop me to sort of say, hey, do you want to get something to eat? And then I started talking to her and, you know, and that was Hannah. Yeah. And now, 21 years later, we have two sons together, mm. Daniel and Jack. So, you know, you were with her for... Was it a happy relationship for a long time? No, I mean, it, it, we we had we lived together. It was like an Irish divorce where you live together but sleep in separate beds for mm. a few years, you know, coming up to the end. And yeah, but, how but, but now my that? relationship with her is is really good. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, I, I talk to her nearly every day. Um, so, uh, yeah, she's a, she's a great woman, yeah. Mm. But what... what um <sighs> No, look. Let's, well, no, 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 let's no. It's okay. No, you, you, you're worried. No, but you have. By the way, if you're what? going to interview people, you have to ask questions. Whatever pops into your head. Well, I'm just do saying. You know what I mean? do you think? And then I'll is tell you. I mean, I'm in the same situation as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. You know, my relationship has fallen apart. Well, you mean? And you mean in other words? You, well, what you, is it? What, that, was that, it a happy relationship? That, no, it wasn't a happy relationship because I'm a selfish dickhead, and uh, you know, I was doing. You know, I was off in different places for months. Uh, you know, doing. Uh, you know, doing Edinburgh Fringe, and and uh, I had uh, I, I wasn't loyal. I had no integrity, and uh, I shouldn't have been in a relationship. But you loved and I her. Stayed, right? I stayed. I, yeah, no, I didn't because I, mm. I wasn't acting like I loved her. No, mm. and uh, uh, but that's 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 
m- m- my thing and and I'm uh, I would never behave like that in a relationship ever ever again but but I oh yeah I do love you've her you've been in another relationship I, since I, I do love her uh, mm. I, I do l- love her uh, but um, yeah now we have you know I think it's great though when you have kids with people mm. the idea of not getting on with them really co- is, is a horrible idea to me yeah you know because you know it's such a unique thing to have shared you know parentage with with, with a human being it's an amazing thing Yes. No, it's difficult. I mean, yeah, I know. But and again, again, like uh, I was working very hard there. I just finished this play called The Pillow Man, right? And I think I've worked harder on that than I have on anything, probably. But uh, I really flourished under the amount of work in the sense that I was so focused and so determined to get you to learn the words mm. that that uh, it just puts a lot of things into perspective. Um, it's in other words, it's fantastic to have a goal and to be to be really locked into it mm-hmm. do, do you know what I mean and I think uh, and to be using your mind yeah because you have you have a huge potential and capacity much more than you give I think we give ourselves credit for and I think a lot of people walk around day to day sort of half asleep in a zombie like mode uh which I do all the time. Well, maybe that's a natural thing to do as well. But certainly, um, but you find a great happiness then in real in the work. Yeah, but 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 it seems counter because you're working so hard. Surely, how can you? But but yeah, suddenly you find your mood raising. I mean, I did a few yoga classes and it was very painful. Uh, mm. But then afterwards, you do find that your mood raises. Whereas your brain would suggest to you uh, if you want to feel better, you know, lie on a couch, watch daytime TV, mm. eat biscuits, mm. smoke a cigarette, have a wank. And uh, but yeah. it kind of leaves you a bit empty afterwards. It does it does actually? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm going to do it anyway. It's okay for a while. <laughs> it's okay for a while. <laughs> Have a wank. Mm. That's a Declan Rooney's great advice in terms of uh, you know being being uh, faithful to your partner and so on, so on, <laughs> and and you know and not straying. Just yeah, have a wank, move on, move on. Have a wank and move on. That's, that's, that would be Dick. <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, he, did he you used ever to, he have used that? Declan Rooney told me a story that he was in an ad or something. This is uh, 15 years ago for some Guinness ad. And he, there yeah. was just a slight uh, uh, shot of him in, in, in a pub or something. Yeah. The, the camera's on him for a few seconds or something. Mm. But he told me that he, he'd... Uh, oh, shit. He'd put that video on when he's really drunk and get his then-girlfriend to give him a blowjob no. while he was watching himself on TV. Is this okay to go out? Can, <laughs> I don't know. Is this it's okay going out. out. It's <laughs> going out. <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> Declan would have this woman going down on him while watching it's himself in his ad. <laughs> Brilliant. You, uh, you wow. have to love a man uh, who uh, can be that uh, open about open it. Open his ego. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he went out with my ex as well. Um, okay, uh, so, okay, but let's say you started. You were busking over in Amsterdam as well when you met Hannah. Yes, and were, were, were you starting to do comedy then? No, like I, funny I, st- busking? I started. Uh, I got a, a one man. I, I got a drum. I saw a, a, a guy doing a one man band show. Mm. This Canadian guy, Pete was his name, and uh, he had this really cool setup, and he was making so much more money than I was mm. just with the guitar. So he showed me how to build a one-man band. 
it, which it, was basically the, a bass drum yeah and you put a hi-hat inside the bass drum and then put yeah. straps on the bass drum and, and carry it on your back and attach it to your heels and right. boom, tss, boom, tss, and then play the guitar oh. and it creates a bit of a you know thing on the street so I did that for about four or five years yeah, yeah. great so what's your son doing in it? Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a one man. He's, um, he's he's an, he's he's a one man band. <laughs> and were you doing stuff that was like the the kind of you know the hits of the day? No, like were you starting to put in? Oh yes, uh, and then I found that uh, you know the more I made people laugh, the more money I got. So it was purely a financial thing, you know. Uh, so was just commenting on people going by. Yeah, and, no, I was playing more songs then. I think oh, Daniel right. was born around then and. Oh. We moved, me, me and Hannah moved to Denmark, hmm. so we stayed there for five years, hmm. and then we went to Australia for a year and a half, then we, we came back to Denmark, yeah. then we moved to Ireland in 2000. And we make it a good living doing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I started to. When I came yeah. back here, uh, I had CDs, and it was the height of the Celtic Tiger, and mm. there was lots of money around, so, you know, and I, I think I was still drinking at that stage. Yeah. And so, then... So boring, the drink thing. You decided you'll do do stand up like do it on stage yeah do it on stage yeah I think I did my yeah. first gig in uh, it sounded like Black Kenny when I said and then, and then you decided yeah I, d- I think I did my first gig in Dublin in uh, the Laughter Lounge or somewhere yes which I remember I've been banned three times from three times yeah I've done so I've played like there twice three, it didn't work well three to, well banned I mean yeah. it just went so bad that it couldn't have been banned three times but mm. anyway it, it, for some reason me and the laughter lounge it never seems to click I always mm. insult one of the staff or something mm. the first time I saw you then uh, you were doing the laughter lounge and yeah. you uh, had a kind of a I don't know a kind of a silvery suit or something oh, yeah. on stage but when you came backstage you took that suit off and what you put on didn't look much <laughs> less kind of show busy than yeah, what yeah. you had taken off which I thought was hilarious I don't know what the hell I was doing <laughs> put on a suit which was actually brighter I think yeah well because <laughs> in Denmark you know like yeah. it, it, when I was living in Denmark you could really do whatever you wanted and people mm. like if you walk around Dublin in flowery pants for instance come on mm. you fucking <laughs> faggy you're yeah. a fucking faggot. <laughs> Why am I a faggot? Because you're wearing clothes, you know, you would never wear, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, whereas in Copenhagen, you know, they're much more accepting of things. I mean, mm. you could w- literally walk around the shopping centre with a banana up your hole. Yeah. And they wouldn't care less. Oh, right, right. There's a ma- it's his banana, it's his hole. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. You know, mm. where in Ireland be, would you take that banana out of your arse right now? Or we'll call the police. Um, so yeah. So anyway, you, so I see you doing. I saw you doing stand up there. The mm. one thing I noticed, mm. if a gig is going well, mm. you you hijack your own gig. <laughs> Do you not find that? Like so, you, you so know, it's like the child who yeah. who uh, doesn't want to be wants to be loved, but then finds the love unbearable. Yes. So they like me. Oh no, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, it's funny. Uh, I was doing a gig uh, at the top. Of, where's where's Al Parter? Al Parter. Where's his mm. gig in the woolshed? Who? Oh, Al Porter. Al yeah. Porter. Mm. Uh, the woolshed. And, uh, uh, you know, before I was going on, there's this woman, she's just laughing her head off at what mm. Al was saying. And it really annoyed me mm. that she was laughing so much because I wasn't being that good. And so her laughter was just reminding me of how miserable I felt. And then uh, I went on and she was still laughing. And then I just thought... I just want to say something to her that will make her stop laughing so much mm. uh, and then I'll build her back up 
you know, and then I just sort of said, and she kind of, yeah. So you wanted to say something that would stop her laughing and then regain her? No, but it's it's it, it, it's it's actually a bit. It is childish, I know. But like uh, sometimes, if if I hear a comedian making an audience laugh, and I don't, I don't really rate the comedian, and the audience are laughing at what he's saying, then I'll think, well, 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 uh, well they're stupid, uh, and they shouldn't be laughing at that. And then the yeah. good uh, the goodwill and atmosphere that he's created, I go in and, and I try to destroy it. And then build up, but it, I don't do that much. I really don't do that anymore. Um, but yeah, I would have done that. Yeah, because basically, there's a lot. I have a lot of self hatred, and even though or had not as much, but still do have some. But I was less aware of it back then. And so, even though uh, you know, God, I don't want to destroy this gig, or I don't. You know, there's forces within me that are, are uh, stronger, mm. very strong. So I want to destroy things. Yeah, l- and you feel uncomfortable with people liking actually you. liking you. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't sit well. Doesn't suit your, you know, you know. Also, do you have an issue with like a lot of your? If you pick on someone, it's always a woman. Is you know? it? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You just yeah. said a woman there. Yeah, it's always a woman. When did I say on. a woman? You just said the woman was laughing at Al Porter. Oh yeah, well, it's it always it? a girl you pick <laughs> on. And it, th- that's only no, one that, example. No, that's well, not. I've no, seen yeah, you. but that's yeah, but that's no, because I, I think it is. Is it? Yeah, but that yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, that's that's a good one. Well, no, I've, I've picked on a lot of guys. Oh, equal opportunity, but um, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so you well, disagree you, then? No, I do. No, I agree. I mean, I don't want to disagree. I mean, yeah, you know. Uh, oh, you I want. tell you what, it is. Uh, uh, sometimes it's so unusual uh, for me to be in a situation where a young woman is looking at me for that long and smiling mm-hmm. and staring at me. So you know, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm living on my own. And, you know, I, I'm not talking to many women. And then you're in a situation. I mean, you see guys uh, who, who are ordering food from young waitresses and they just they, they turn into idiots. And they, they think that just because the woman is serving them that she likes them. So anyway, maybe that's it. Like I, I'm there and there's a woman looking at me and she's paying me attention because I'm on stage. And then I resent the fact that I can never be in a relationship with that woman and I resent her for awakening feelings that can't be fulfilled. So I take it out on her by mm, taking the piss out of her. Something like that. That could be part of it. Yeah. There's one gag that I really don't like that you do. Yeah. I don't know if you still do it. Uh, you say rape, I say surprise. Oh, I well, think that is just offensive. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, obviously, if you take it out of context, yeah, no, <laughs> context. if you take rape out of context, I mean, really, no, I mean, that is one of those jokes that if you do, uh, you know, first of all... Uh, it's not that it's offensive. No, 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 but, but first, it's but one of those jokes that you shouldn't... It's almost not a joke. Well, it is not, but, but it's one of those jokes that you say and that before people have a chance to think, they're laughing. And it's too late for them to have... to <laughs> Because they're already laughing. So it's, it is a very dangerous joke. I've got a few of those ones that, that you shouldn't laugh at all at them. But you're, it's too late. Mm. You're laughing, so they're very dangerous. Uh, and uh, and yeah, you're right. But if it's, you it's were not a woman I mean, who had been raped. Well, awful. Watching that show. But sure, that's awful, isn't it? Awful. It'd be dreadful. Like I, I wouldn't know what, what she'd th- think. Mm. Too horrible to contemplate. I'm surprised that I'm saying that because I wouldn't normally. I mean, no, I, yeah, I, you could do material about cancer, and I'm sure there's people who had cancer watching. Yeah, and yeah, I wouldn't yeah, find yeah. that. I would say, fuck, doesn't matter. 
or people no you're right yeah but 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 it's just that one it's 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 how it's i mean i I haven't well i haven't done it in in a haven't told that joke in a while Mm. but uh it's one of those jokes yeah that uh that you just say really i don't know yeah. Mm. Anyway, anyway, look, uh, sure, look at, sure, look at, sure we've all, we've all, we've sure all done things yeah. uh, uh, wrong. Right. We've all thought about going to the golf course and picking up a nine iron and brutally uh, uh, killing a man. Mm. We've all done that. We've all done that. Uh, so, the, uh, like, you were obsessed then with getting a TV program. Mm. I remember when you were, obs- you know, when you were walking around with a camera constantly and editing your own. Oh yeah, and editing what you just shot on the. Yeah. What, what was the first thing you did? You did a pilot for oh, Channel, uh, 4. Channel 4, which was brilliant. I yeah, think, it was actually. okay. It sort of, what uh, was you that know, called? Uh, it was called Head Records. Head Records, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, and uh, then we got a pilot for Channel 4 and then that mm. didn't go anywhere. And then we did a pilot for this thing in, oh. in RTE and then, then that got picked to, to a series. And then when, when the Head Records <coughs> didn't get uh, uh, picked up... I, that must have well, wrecked it was, your head. Well, yeah, wrecked my head uh, because very good. Um, mm-hmm. We went to a production company called Green Inc. up in the north of Ireland, and mm. uh, you know I've just been to the north of Ireland. Mm. I, I've spent four weeks there. Oh. Comedy isn't their thing; mm. it just isn't. Mm. And uh, this production company that I was working with, I mean, there was the 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 executive producer teamed me up with this kid who had tons of ambition yeah. and dreams of being. Uh, 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 you know a comedy uh, guy yeah but wasn't hadn't got a clue and it was extraordinarily painful to have to work with this guy and uh, and then they got this director involved in it who also hadn't got a clue and they I mean like you said a comedy good comedy is fueled by anger I mean all the comedy that I love that that I mean Alan Partridge uh, dysfunctional characters uh, Faulty Towers, Armando Inucci, uh, you know, the thick of it. Mm. It's all angry. Mm. I mean, well, well. Uh, although I was looking at, what's that new thing, Brooklyn 911? I think that's very funny as well. Or Brooklyn, it. yeah. Uh, I think that's very funny. But a lot of the really good comedy, it's dysfunction, anger, edgy. Uh, and uh, they, they hadn't, they, you know, that, that, that people, the people I was working with hadn't got a breeze. And that was very sad. So it didn't get picked up. So we needed... Uh, I mean, I think good comedy producers or good producers are kind of a lot rarer than good comedians. That's why I have, I'm, I'm in awe of somebody like Armando Iannucci. I think he's a genius. Well, there's very few people who can understand comedy yeah. uh, because it's not really there in the script, is it? It's a lot of it's in the performance and the it can be in the script, but yeah, I don't, uh, well, yes. I mean, I, I think though that it's kind of like there has to be the yeah, I, yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're right. It, sometimes that's true. Definitely, not all the time. Yeah, no. I mean the situation. Well, you need a good script, but it's sometimes when people who don't understand comedy read the script, they go, "Where are the jokes?" Oh Do yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Whereas we've like, see, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Jokes by jokes, they probably mean puns or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really know what I'm saying. Yeah, or no, too. Okay, so that didn't get picked up then, but uh, fairly quickly. Savage Eye what? yeah I think I, I, I did picked. a pilot uh, with for RTE called Oh No It's McSavage or something like that and that was really not good and that got rejected and then I, I, then I got picked up for that uh, Channel 4 Comedy Lab thing and then RTE 
teamed me up with Kieran Walsh, who works in, uh, who has a production company called Blinder, mm. and then we made this uh, Savage Eye thing, which is a sort of cross between documentary and a com uh, and a sketch show, and, mm. and it just it just had good legs and it, and it had a good narrative and it worked. And was the format your <coughs> idea? Format yes. for the the Fox Pops and the yeah the vo- yeah it was because just from trial and error and seeing what worked and seeing what engaged people um, and also the failure of those two shows it really you know wakes you up and you start desperately thinking mm. how am I going to create something that is good that mm. people will want to see and so just seeing that kind of uh, nice inter uh, that that nice interchange between people on the street talking yeah blah 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 blah, and then into a sketch so it introduces a sketch then comes out the other end into another vox pop or you know and it just it just keeps you going and also makes the sketch um have a point or Mm -hmm. have have a reason to be there so a lot of the sketch shows i mean there's individual sketches they're funny but they don't relate to anything it's like and 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 that is a bit unsatisfying so some so if a sketch has a reason to be there and is making is funny and also making a point that's great yeah Patrick McDonald was in here and he said that some of the sketches you'd look at them and go that doesn't really work and then yeah. put it next to Vox Pop and suddenly it works yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so when that came along yeah I've been writing with you before mm. that mm. and uh, and then uh, I was actually really pissed off that you didn't get me involved in Savage Eye yeah you know that oh. you know that don't you Oh well, there you go. Look at that. Could you get that off your chest? So, uh, oh well. Yeah, you know I'm what I mean. On. I was we were meeting and writing. For yeah, yeah. Sake. That's I know, it. But, but you I, just brushed me off. It's like that. Well, like, like, I, oh, I, I, no, no. yeah, but I can't remember yeah. what what uh, you know. I I don't know why that happened. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. no, but it is. Uh, you know, Joe. What can I say? Um, I don't know what happened around that. I know we were doing, we had this thing that we, we were, were doing. What's a week to write? Yeah, and we were doing this thing. Uh, we were going to have a show about biscuits or something. Or there was a, was a idea of, of a uh, game show type <laughs> thing, a variety game show, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Did we do it one time? In, in a, did we do it one time in in a pub or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah did yeah. we? Yes, we did actually. What? How Jesus. did we do that? Did we what, what was have a, a wheel to spin? Did yeah. we actually get that made? <laughs> I think we did. We had a bicycle, actually. Yeah, that's what it was. That we spun the wheel, and a subject would come. Well, I think I think possibly because I had a team, you know, that to me that it was that was separate. We were doing that separate, and I didn't see you in in with the other stuff did I you? was doing. That, so that was probably it, and it wasn't like oh, I don't think you did. I think you picked people after you got the show, and you just. Fucking didn't pick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I fuck you. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, fuck me. Yeah. But Just anyway, a, you she look look at you now. You got you. You did killing a scully. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I've put in loads. I've put in a good few uh, proposals, and they all got fucking turned down. So I'm really bitter. Okay. Jesus. So and they were much better than the savage. I know. Um. So, but look, Great. anyway, Listen, yeah. look, okay, yeah, <laughs> okay, that's why I brought well, you in. Just yeah, to, I know just you did, to yeah. uh, I'm looking at the time because, yeah, we have plenty of time. Uh, by the way, uh, what? but that's why I got you to uh, go to what Moscow. No, I'm just seeing, oh, yeah, <laughs> you felt guilty, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> so, you uh, got me so a gig I do in have Moscow, a conscience. yeah. But wh- is what it, are what you looking time, for? What, no, I'm just wondering what time it is, it's an hour fast. So that's, so that's that. 12, so 25 30. to 1 okay yeah uh, 25 so, to 1 right okay. okay so the Savage Eyes <laughs> been shot and 
so I know that things went a bit awry then for you, didn't they? A bit awry, I should say, for you. They uh, drinking. What happened there? Oh yeah, I went back uh, drinking. Well, when did you stop drinking? Well, I stopped drinking uh, December the eighth, two thousand and three. Oh, December the eighth, two thousand and three. Well, did you have and a then, problem then? Did you? Oh yeah, very much. Like I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I uh, before, up until that point, I'd be drinking. You know, on uh, you know every second day, get very drunk, then yeah. I'd have a hangover day, then I'd be drinking hangover. You know, oh, really? seven years. So I didn't drink for ten, nine years, and uh, I was, I think, creatively, I, I was fed up with working on the Savage Eye. Dangerous place to be. You work so hard to get a TV show, and then you just lose interest in it. And I just kind of uh, started drinking anyway. And I mean, the first few weeks were great, uh, but my God, uh, trying to stop drinking. Uh, you know, when you when when you know all about addiction, when you try to stop doing the thing that you're addicted to mm. and uh, but but for the first few weeks it really does it's amazing like after not having drank for nine or ten years like that those first few vodkas I mean literally it was like God coming down from heaven and you know having oh. sex in your mouth what was the feeling? Oh, it's just the freedom. Just, just, the, just, yeah. just the the liberation from all worries and all concerns and anxieties, and just you just feel great. Love yourself. Love the people around you. But then, very slowly, it turns into bar. You know, get, trying to borrow money for drink. Mm. <laughs> trying to borrow, money, you know, and diarrhea, and you know, yeah. toilets all over Dublin, ruining toilets. Is it? Well, yeah, just just from <coughs> drinking so much and 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 getting into situations that you you know that you normally would never ever get into when you're sober. And what and makes you take that after seven years? What makes you take that first? Are are there well, lots of periods <coughs> over those seven years where you? I think I was I was taken I I, I was I, I I was I think I was taking antidepressants uh, and oh. I, I stayed. I, I don't think they were helping me at all. In fact, they were making me sluggish. And then I was taking, I started taking salpidine and, and mm. you know, and then, then I was thinking, well, geez, I'm on drugs anyway. I might as well drink the bloody stuff. But uh, so I wasn't thinking straight. Anyway, you go through this stuff and, uh, you know, you, you, you go through it and you and come out the other end. And I feel, uh, I, I mean, I've, I have no desire to drink. I don't want to go to Alcoholics Anonymous. I did go for a while. And I got what I wanted out of it, but I have absolutely no desire to drink. And I've started doing uh, yoga, believe it or not. I, I think people are put off by yoga because of the word yoga. And obviously the people who go to it, kind of in the same way people are put off by golf. Uh, but it's it's a really uh, positive thing. And also, I saw how good it was in, in uh, because I, I, I've been doing this play for, what, three months or four months mm -hmm. or something. And... Uh, Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, I don't know what, like, what was my so point. So were you drinking during the, all of the Savage Eye? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. I'd finished the Savage Eye, and oh, uh, yeah, okay. yeah. But during the Savage Eye, yeah, I mean, I disconnected. Yeah, uh, maybe was there? I, 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 the did third. you not kind of lose it a bit? Because yeah. I've heard stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sure, you sure. Were, like shouting at. Hannah and stuff and giving out to her on set oh stuff. yeah no that, that no that was that was that was that was more the the sort of uh uh, uh the, the, the Werner Herzog uh was describing uh a, an incident in a film called Grizzly Man his film about this guy called Timothy Treadwell mm -hmm. 
and Timothy was uh, on camera and he started ranting and raving and then Werner Herzog said I have seen this kind of incandescent rage on film sets before and I think I'd never exp- I'd never worked on a film set or a TV thing you know for this length of time and I was uh, you know you're really panicky the people say oh it must be so much fun doing a comedy show but you're just in a constant I found myself in a constant state of anxiety is this funny is this working and uh, Hannah was there and yeah she I wanted some Lucasade or something and I just lost it with her and so she said get me some fucking will you get me some fucking and I was a total dick and she mm. didn't work uh, after that she wouldn't work with me rightfully so very embarrassing and this but is like well, this is non-alcoholic this is just this is just me just losing it yeah I just lost my temper or, or whatever I can't, I can't remember fully but also I, I happened to be doing the Bull Mick character for like I'd, I'd done it I'd done about 20 sketches in a row or something mm-hmm. so I'm fucking screaming me head so you know I'm, I'm, I'm all up in the air but mm-hmm. listen I mean I, I you know when, when I see people lose it it's not acceptable it's, it's kind of like a temper tantrum you know but it, it was a rare occurrence and I, you know I, I've apologised to Hannah and um like do you think that's not it's not necessary some people say oh that's part of the creative process well know. no I think I think uh, um, uh, actors um, think they can get away with that mm. but they should be told there's nothing you know you know that is just not acceptable mm. but the thing is <clears throat> with the savage eye I was kind of it, 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 I was the main person there so I could kind of get away with it you know, if I was working on another production, gone. I'd be off the fucking set in two seconds. Mm. See ya. Mm. So, uh, yeah. But sure, you know, I've li- li- so you live and learn. That was so... Um, There's two big sweat patches underneath your well, arm. I'm sweating. I mean, come on. So nice. I'm sweating because of the... Boringness. Deep, the deepness <laughs> of this conversation. Um, the, so you started drinking now. I know you're kind of like... Because I met you around yeah. and you were... I thought for a while you went I don't know I was worried about you what with the drinking you, well I think was it yeah. drinking but you seem very depressed yeah yeah but I'm I'm, I'm genuinely a lot a, a, you know a lot better now but so you, you sometimes you have to go through these things and was it was it was <coughs> the because I've gone through uh, a bit of depression but what was it do you think related to anything or was it I don't know uh, chemical depression or yeah I think I think um, that uh, depression it, 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 it I, I mean I know someone who had well clinical or chemical depression and then there's other people who have reactive depression because yeah. you know of where their life's gone and the directions they've taken it and so on but either way um, it's fucking awful I mean it's empty it's horrible mm. there's no colour you know, you don't want to do anything. You want no motivation, and uh, you, you know you, you want to do what you can to get get out of that to get out of that place. So for me, anyway, I know that when I'm working and I've got a goal, things are going well. So that's why I'm doing yoga, even though I don't want to. My brain tells me this is ridiculous. Stop doing this. Don't do it. But my body, which can't talk but can only express itself through uh, sending you know signals that it's feeling well that you know because I feel well in my body so I listen to that as opposed to the bad advice coming from my mm. brain are we ever suicidal no, well no I wasn't I've never I, I have never been suicidal 
I have been in a place where where I've thought I understand how people would go there, but I'd never thought about it. I remember reading about some guy who hung himself in in a, in a cup in a closet. He like you know where you hang up your clothes, mm. and I did understand at that. There was one moment where I understood why he did that because he just didn't want he he wanted to just it to be neat. I didn't want him to create uh, create a fuss. Yeah. So he just thought, well, I'll just I, w- I don't want to scare anyone, you know. Like I don't want to be hanging from the ceiling. So he just I, I I thought, yeah, when you're so low and you're so you you feel so worthless, he just probably thought, well, you know, I'll just just hang myself beside my clothes and just that'll be that. And, yeah. You know, and, and they'll see me, I'm dead, and no big drama, just bury me. And, but but I've talked to a psychiatric nurse uh, about. I mean, there are some people who are so depressed they're too depressed to commit suicide. Mm. They don't. They can't even summon up the energy to. I mean, so depression is really. If you if you haven't had. No, oh, oh, sorry. I haven't uh, got chemical depression. Not at all. No. No. No it's way. Active then. Yeah, but but uh, so so and and it wasn't to the degree that people who I mean I've seen people depressed and it's like they're alien <clears throat> their personality's gone so mm-hmm. like, say, say it was you for instance there'd be nothing there you couldn't smile it's actually weird very very strange you can't smile can't laugh and uh, yeah and when people are going through it uh, you think you're never going to come out of it it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a horrible horrible thing but there's you ha- so you so you do have to uh, be your own nurse, as it were, and and t- take steps. Mm. Well, the, like, on, the only time I uh, when I was really depressed, I was f- when I went on stage, I was fine, and then for about an hour afterwards, right? Because you. But so, here's yeah. here's the thing: like if if your body, like let's say you have a car, you're a salesman, and you have a car, and you need to get to A to B to C to D, and so you you take care of that car, and you you, you put the right thing in it, you take it to the garage, and keep it. Like so, if our bodies were like a car, so we we. That we treat that car like shit, like we'd give it the worst petrol, the worst gasoline. We w- we wouldn't pump up the tires. We wouldn't do any maintenance on it. I mean, mm-hmm. people wonder. You know, you see people in all kinds of odd shapes and sizes, and they just are fat, lazy. You know, uh, people who eat really bad food, and 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 they wonder why they're frowny and depressed and achy and miserable. So I, d- I don't want that. I, I, yeah. w- I want to feel, uh, feel healthy. But we're I want to feel good, man. But this is, in this my is, body, yeah, at least. Yeah, Forget yeah, about yeah. my mind. You're okay. Sorry, go on. We're, we're living in a society where we're constantly told to eat things and then diet. Constantly told in the same, even in the same, yeah. like afternoon TV is a great example. They'll be probably be pushing some fucking uh, buffet or food oh, or right, something. And right. then yeah. next one yeah. they're talking about, or they're probably talking about cocktails and the next thing they're talking about alcoholism. Yeah, like, I, gr- like I grew up in it when TV, you would never mm. see a chef on TV. Yeah. You'd be like, what the hell? Because in my, in my day, chefs yeah. were like sweaty weirdos behind doors and you didn't see, you didn't want to see them. Mm. And now they're just, they've got their own shows. And then even like people who clean houses, clean houses, like a smelly, dirty old, old cleaner, <laughs> a dirty old cleaning scumbag has has their own job, you know. And, and it's so bad. Like I'm going to get, look at look at that toilet. Isn't it disgusting? And here's some tips yeah. to clean the toilet. Mm. Like it's what, what it's reality TV all the time now. 
wall to wall big uh, dirty big gypsy <laughs> sorry that's the term they <laughs> but it is my, no, but like, my you know, gypsy you know, wedding like, like, so, so here we're at, Joe Ro- we're at Joe Rooney's house we're standing outside <laughs> Joe Rooney's house now inside I'm telling you his bedroom is a mess and then it cuts to me inside the bedroom. You remember I was outside telling you that I was going to go inside? Well, I didn't lie. I'm inside the bedroom and we're going to... And it's this format mm. and it's... But then, you know... But then I did uh, come down with me myself. Oh, you did come down with yeah, me, did yeah, you? Yeah. yeah. With, with the other celebrities? Uh, yes. But I didn't know. I only knew one of them, Rosanna um, Davidson. Uh, I didn't know who the other people were. And they didn't know I mean, who I was. I'm so not saying Rosanna not. Davidson isn't an attractive lovely woman but but I'm telling you like how in the name of sweet mother divine Jesus uh, you know you know if we're talking about attraction the Fibonacci code in terms of symmetry and how mm. I don't see how she won that competition she didn't win it Miss World I won oh the Miss World sorry <laughs> <laughs> I talked about somebody come down at me uh, anyway yeah, no. yeah 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 but that's a different kind of uh, you don't think that's not really none of them are models but in other words like I would look Miss at World. I would look at Polish women or Brazilian women or Spanish and French women and think that they're more exotic looking than Irish women and then of course Sp- then, so then yeah. so then obviously Spanish guys look at white Irish women freckly women freckly women and they're just going <sighs> They're so tired of tanned, <laughs> svelte, gorgeous, dark-haired yeah. beauties. So, uh, yeah, uh, like, uh, you, this, you, so can you uh, sometimes think, oh, I, if I look after myself, I'll lose me anger and lose, and lose what makes me uh, tick, you know, makes me do my comedy. Well, but actually, yeah, I, I was, when I, I, I was going to Alcoholics Anonymous for a long time and for a year, and uh, th- that, that's something that I couldn't, figure out like because they want you to they, they want you to lose your resentments sorry just my phone dropped yeah. they want you to lose your resentments and but my resentments are not really because c- like uh, for instance I I had a resentment against Joe Duffy yeah and I held that resentment and is there a, a group a focus group for <laughs> but, 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 but then but then I created that character yeah. in, the, in the Savage Eye and I got back at him and so mm. I, I don't know about I like having uh, resentments um, I find that's what I'm saying it's a good thing I, I will, will, it's but, a healthy thing to be angry because the world is a shit place yeah, why shouldn't I mean, you be angry so it's, it, you know I like having resentments and then you know there's that lovely but line I'm, saying in, in, if in you, the, I'm asking you if, do you have a fear that if you look after yourself and you do yoga that you lose that anger and, that, and then you lose well, your well I'm not doing yoga to lose any I'm doing yoga simply to keep the car that is my body yeah. uh, to, to get me from A to B to, yeah. to feel strong in my right. f- physical so I have confidence around. but as well, not like, to, uh, I'm not, like, but no, I'm not messing with my head because th- there's that great um, line in Future Islands. You know, you can gain a peach, but you lose one too. You know that there's, there's Future Islands. You ever Future no, Islands? They, he, they played on David Letterman. Anyway, he's got a very funny dance. But so, so I want to lose resentments. I, I want to lose this. I want to change this. I want to become a better version of myself. Mm. So you know, you're you're becoming this way, and you and you're sort of trying to you know. First of all, it's so much work. It's so painful, and I'm a bit scared about it. And then, well, so it's you, painful the, the the work on yourself, the work on y- yourself, and also yeah. that okay. So you you become this, but then what do you lose? Like, what is that? You know, like I have an ability. I enjoy looking at people and imagining things and projecting ideas that aren't true about them. I like to contradict myself. Mm. I like to say stupid things and. Uh, 
I don't mind that uh, I get bored quickly. I don't. I, I don't. Mm. I, I get ir- irritable. So I just choose to be around people who accept me, uh, and uh, and then even the word spiritual, no idea what it means. Honestly, you're a spiritual person. What does that mean? What is a spirit? Sure, I can tell okay. me. Tell me what a hand is. I know I can draw a hand. I can't draw a spirit. It's just a word. It's this blanket word that people use, and they don't know what it means either. I'm very spiritual. What does that actually mean? Because it's it's very anti-human, definitely. Because you're not so well. No, I'm human. Oh, you're not spiritual. No, and the, they they'll say things like I'm a I'm a I'm a human. I'm a body having a spiritual experience. Whatever. Um, spirit I, having a yeah yeah. You know. So I like being human. I like that I can be angry. I'm around people who are not afraid of feeling human things. Mm. Uh, and But then again, like, I, I mean, you know, I do have some of my resentments are really s- stuck. Like there's some some people I will never talk to for the rest of my life. Actually, I thought that was like a good, who? there was a good. Well, the, 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 I thought that that could be a good TV show. You know, the way they, they have these ideas for TV. Well, like, come down with me. But mm. what about like, uh, you know, f- you know, face a show around resentments. Mm. So we get, we're talking with Joe Rooney. He so you've got a neighbour mm. who did something to you fucking ten years ago, and you you know, and every time you walk out of your house, you're looking at a cunt. Look at that cunt. But you're not saying it. It's just there. It's stuck. But it, 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 it's only from something that happened ten years, and probably not a big deal. But then to have the courage I to just fucking bring them on, bring, bring them on the show, or bring something. them on the show, and and yeah. and have, have three resentments because there's that thing about yeah. Irish people. Uh, you know, the definition of Irish Alzheimer's: forget everything except your resentments. Yeah. So we do have a real capacity for resentments. I mean, there's, I think there's different fla- different levels of resentment. Mm. Some resentment that I have is really stuck. Coagulated fucking, you know, dark matter. Resi- like my resentment would be, say, like the Me amount of dif- the well, that kind of TV. thing, or that I've like tried loads of times to get ideas on TV and they've never worked out. Like, I, but they they come into your head when you're just lying in bed and you find you're having a conversation that might have happened. Oh yeah. Basically, you're uh, you're imagining you're on uh, David Letterman and yes. going, yeah, they never they, they never uh, recognised <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. me in Ireland. Yeah, but that's right. Thankfully, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. But that's ego. That's me. the ego trying to repair itself, trying to do anything, desperate to, to try and uh, you know. Uh, but then, like for instance, yeah, I'll be cycling along and I'll get some thought from the dark molasses of shit in my subconscious, sort of, mm. you know, that, that if I do actively think about this thought, it's going to make me really angry and upset me. Mm. And then, uh, and recently, you know, I'd be looking at that going, oh, really, you want me to, th- I'm, I'm talking to that part of myself, you want me to think about that? I don't fucking think so. Or else sometimes mm. um, thinking about something and making me angry and then getting distracted and then thinking, what was I just thinking about? Because it was really enjoying because it, it was making me angry. And then, so I, what, what I'm tra- I almost enjoy like picking at scabs psychologically. Mm. I don't know if it's an enjoy is the right word. But here, you're very the, open here, with no, it. But here's though. the thing. Here's yeah. the thing, though, mm. Joe. I think if we can be honest, like maybe we're not living the right path. Maybe we're not living the truth. Maybe we're. But if we can be honest about what we're experiencing as we're going through it, I think that's incredibly great. It is great. And you know, I, I'm. You know, you know. That's what you do. You yeah, definitely yeah. are on. And you're honest about your resentments. And I think that's fair. Yeah, but I'm not fully. Yeah. There's certain things that I, I, I'm, I'm too embarrassed They're to even, admit about. Wow, they must be. Ooh, they must be pretty heavy. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> And uh, what about relationships, though? I mean, I, I am, uh, I'm, I'm worried about that myself. I mean, what, what happens when you're really, when you feel that you're so self-involved and you become, you become aware of it 
and then you think I'm, I'm not going to ever have a relationship I can't, I'm just I, too self involved yeah well I can't do relationships I, I, mm. I kind of think well I'm worried now am I saying that just f- to see what it sounds like I'm not really sure if I believe that mm. but it certainly does feel that way um, because people yeah, well, there was that great interview I did with a guy uh, for the Savage Eye. He was in New York. He was a psychologist for a stroke astrologer. And he said and he, he looked like Woody Allen. And I was asking him advice about relationships and, and love and falling in love. Well, OK, David, uh, the first thing you got to know before you fall in love, the first thing you got to know before the first kiss, before anything, before any starting relationship, the first thing you got to know is that people are annoying. <laughs> and and it gave me great uh, I don't know it, 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 and it's true because people are you know when you first fall in love with someone mm. and everything is going great and that that but then that starts to wear off and they're human you know mm. and uh, so yeah. do you want do you do you need to be in a relationship there's a lot of pressure you know there's something wrong with you if you're not in a relationship I kind of like being alone I mean I, I think I like. Yeah. You know, and then I wish. Oh, I wish people were around. And then when people are around, I'm thinking, oh, I wish they weren't around. And yeah, then because we're social animals, we do need. We do, people, yeah, yeah. But, but, um, but, but we, so, so then loneliness to me is like I, I try and figure out how can I have loneliness. It's like my girlfriend. I'll just think of loneliness uh, when that feeling comes along. I, I'm going to embrace it and go, "Hello, loneliness. How are you? Let's go for a walk." You know, mm. feeling lonely. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because people do. When you were saying you felt great satisfaction from the work and yes. quite often people criticise but you can't just put yourself into work you must have oh, yeah. you know but what's wrong with work? Nothing work is apparent it's everything it's yeah. great I mean work it, what we're doing like the work you're doing it's like uh, you know uh, in, in you know 10,000 years ago a guy climbing a tree and, and discovering that he could get honey from the thing yeah. from a, you know that's work and that not only makes him feel good he can provide for his family he's mm. got money and what else you know Relationships are a fucking distraction. Do I have to figure out how to live with Emer and you know and go on holidays and hold her hand and be nice and <laughs> and make fucking chicken kebabs for? Her? No, I don't care about Emer. She can fuck off and get some <laughs> some bearded fucking hipster prick to take her on a shit holiday yeah. and drag her around by the ears it's up just- a fucking corridor. Relationships just mean saying sorry five times a day. <laughs> yeah. And apparently we don't, we don't like women anyway. That's what women will tell us. You don't like women. You're just looking at them. They're just objects to you. Yeah, well, sorry. I watched fucking porn for 20 years. Mm. And on that bombshell. <laughs> well, look, we're going to wrap it up there. So is there anything? <laughs> we are going to wrap it up there. We're gonna, we're gonna basically, relationships are shit and, and work. it's all about work. Um, yeah, is there anything coming up for you that, you know, that, no, that, that excites you? <laughs> you're you're, well, in, you're you, in you the, the you're demise that, of you've, this radio you've show. Re, you've replaced me on... Are you still shooting the... the um, poor no, no, the I haven't. I've only just no. finished uh, the, the theatre thing. The Pillow Man. That's that's finished now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the Pillow Man. Yeah, working with actors, they're really they're giant babies. Yeah. And I think a lot of them uh, think that because the, the words they're saying, they say them so many times, they think somehow they've written those words. <laughs> you haven't, you little monkeys. You've just and they're very self-important, and uh, they've got nothing really to offer anyone. I mean, people think they I, do. I do find it funny when you see the special features on DVDs and the interview the actor and they always go, and I, I suggested to uh, yeah. Alfred Hitchcock that we do it this way. Yeah. And and he said, my, that is the way to do it. And they yeah. all think they've they've really no. directed the movie. No, they haven't. <laughs> 
But that's that's the way I, I look about, it. and it doesn't matter. It's not a big deal, mm. but uh, right sizing things is kind of important. And I think uh, with with actors, we're kind of like moths to the flame. Like we think, you know, in the same way that moths think the flame is the moon and they can mm. guide themselves by. We think that somehow actors, you know, or famous people. Um, you know, we see them on the screen. We think they have something to give us, but they d- literally don't have anything to offer us or give us other than mm. a bit of entertainment. And that's mm. why, actually, even on my tiny, 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 tiny Irish level of notoriety or fame, that uh, I-, I always find there's something uh, unrewarding about when somebody comes up, hey, I loved your thing. And you go, oh, thanks. And then there's that slightly awkward, okay then. And then you go set your separate ways. So I thought, I'm going to carry around little one euro trinkets so I, I can actually give something back. <laughs> so if somebody says, hey, I loved you on the Savage Eye. Oh, really? Well, look, here's a, a little duck or something, mm. you know, a little mm. duck to, to, uh, as a memento of our meeting. Yeah. And um, we're doing a gig together. That, oh, does, did, that does sound like David had already. So I gave her out a little jack. jelly beans. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's going to hate me even more now. Like our friendship is not. No, it's so, you, it's so over now. And now it's go, it's gone into the point where he's going to hurt me the next time he sees me. What did you say that he said instead of saying did you? Oh, I meant that he said instead of saying did you fuck that girl last night? He said. Oh yeah, no, like a doodle, doodler. Uh, Dave wouldn't say hey did. Oh yes, I met him on the street, mm. and he saw me with the girl, and he says, so instead of saying, "Hey, did you fuck that woman? Did you ride her?" He says, mm. "Hey, did you diddle her? <laughs> did you diddle her? <laughs> did you diddle her?" And I'm thinking, David, we are grown men here. Yeah. We don't diddle women. But you see, of course, women, and there's a certain strand of society that would just think that's so, you know, cool, you know. But he definitely wants to. Other oh, women. He's not said, diddling God. women. Um. David had already diddled me last night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyway, we're doing Jess Fest together in uh, Wexford Town. I just thought I'd get that in as a, as a yeah. little plugly wuggly. Yeah, Wexford plugly wuggly. Yeah, a bit of yeah. a plug a doodle, plug a doodle doodle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, David, thanks for coming in. Oh, God. Well, I uh, hope you enjoyed that. I hope I haven't ruined my chances of getting David Doherty on the podcast now. I probably have. Uh, perhaps not. Perhaps not. So uh, myself and David will be on at JestFest in Wexford this coming May bank holiday weekend from the 1st to the 4th of May. After that, I'm heading off on the 9th of May to the Middle East to uh, do a two-week tour with Whose lines it anyway? So I don't even know the exact venues, but I know I'll be in Oman, in Muscat in Oman, and uh, somewhere in Bahrain and at uh, Qatar, possibly, and, and Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Um, so uh, that I'll be interviewing Steve Frost over there. I'll interview the guys from Whose Lines It Anyway, all three of them, I think, over there, all four of them, actually. And, uh, and they'll be going up uh, in the coming weeks. Um, and in the meantime... 
Have a good week and I'll see you next week. Well, listen, uh, thanks to Castaway Media for hosting this. Thanks to Andrew Mangan for producing this. And if you go on iTunes or, and listen to this on iTunes, please leave a review or a star rating for it. And I hope you're enjoying these podcasts. And if you are, yeah, please leave a review or something like that. Uh, rating, I believe. Yeah. Um, and thanks to uh, Daniel R- Taylor Rooney for the music. Um, that's great. Yeah, and listen. See you. Bye. Bye. This was a Castaway Media production. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.